I wouldn't be who I am today without Aaron and the organization. They gave me a place to sharpen my sword and practice my skills. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. I'm your host, Sam Dark, and here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment sales trainer, speaker, entrepreneur who has worked in the real estate auto industry. Not only that, his roots, he's expanded into a real estate, becoming a mogul, built a $1.9 billion empire. Look, it's $4 billion today. $4 billion. Well, come on. My date is old. You're growing too fast, Mr. Cardone. You're growing too fast. Also here with us, Mr. Aaron Ziegler, CEO and president of the Ziegler Automotive Group. Welcome to the show, Grant and Aaron. Thanks, Sam. Great to be with you guys today. Great to be with you guys. And, you know, I've gotten better because of the Ziegler organization. So I just wanted to make it clear that I wasn't going backward on my gross holding. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Grant, talk to us. When did the relationship between you and the Ziegler Automotive Group begin? Well, look, this had to be, what, 20 years ago, Aaron? I mean, you know, I think I was 18 years old the first time I heard you speak. So I think it's been almost 30 years now that wow. uh, we've been uh, working together and, uh, yeah. and grown our organizations together. Yeah, I remember coming up to Kalamazoo for the first time. I didn't even know where Kalamazoo was. And uh, Bob Moore, Bob Moore was a promoter for automotive. He was a big Jackie Cooper guy, if any of you are old enough to remember Jackie. And then he switched from Jackie to me because he thought I was the next big thing, or at least I convinced him of that. And we started doing events all across the country. We would do Michigan twice a year, Detroit. Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids twice a year. And the Ziegler organization so committed to training and making their people better. You guys always supported us. And I think I remember the first time I met you when you were like 18, man, you look like, I'm like, he's not, how can he even have a license to sell, drive a car, much less sell one. But back then he was really ahead of his time. And the things that he was teaching gave us a big competitive advantage for our organization. And at the time we were doing about 150 million in sales this year will be 2.4, 2.5 billion. And we've yep. been, been with Grant on the whole run up because he continues to be ahead of time and doing things and seeing things that others don't see. So Grant, there's a great quote from you. The average call me obsessed, the successful call me for advice. And when you think about our longstanding relationship between the two organizations and the growth, what advice does Grant Cardone have for the auto industry and the Ziegler Auto Group as we look at, not only did we crush it last year, as Aaron will attest, we have bigger plans in 2022. When Aaron talks about most car dealers did not embrace my message 30 years ago, very few did. And they laughed at me. And for any of you out there that are on the come up and you're being criticized, or ignored, worse ignored. For those that have haters, remember being ignored is worse than being criticized. And in the beginning, I was ignored by everyone. And it was the Ziegler organization in that part of the universe that was like, they were open to new ways of doing things. And I was way, way ahead of my time. And I'm not saying that to brag because that's not always a smart thing to do. It was very expensive because most people would not do business with me. And it was true. I was completely obsessed with my message. 1000% believed I was right. And most of the time that fell on deaf ears. But over time, if you can keep persisting and seeing that through, just like when Aaron took over from his dad, I mean, his dad was a genius operator, 
but Aaron came with a different kind of think and veracity and, you know, acceleration that like his dad's an amazing, amazing guy. I love your dad, Aaron. You know that. But what you've added to that think has been absolutely phenomenal. And for generational business owners, very uncommon. Most of the time, you know, the kid, as we all know, runs it into the ground and dude, you ran it to the heavens. And running and continuing. And you're like 15X. I talked about 10X. You took it from 150 million to 2.4 billion. We like to exceed expectations. So if, if 10X is the deal, we want to go to 50. What does that mean for 2022? Guys, look, it, it just means that the dreamers are going to keep dreaming and everybody else is going to fall by the side. There's a new way to expand. Expansion is survival. There's no other way to survive except through expansion. You cannot keep things the same and think that your family, your household, your community, your city, your state will not survive if it doesn't continue to expand. The way to protect a brand is not to worry about copying. It's not to worry about competition. It's not to get some legal document that protects you. The way to protect yourself is simply expansion. That is the ultimate way to survive, prosper, and flourish. And you've done a great job of that. The Ziegler Auto Group has done a great job of that under the leadership of Aaron Ziegler. Something I think both of you leaders have in common, Grant, you've said many times, have a higher purpose than money. When you talk, you hear that, you feel it. I feel it every day sitting side by side with Mr. Ziegler. What's your higher purpose and where did that come from? It's almost a sense of reverence or responsibility from you when it comes to that. I don't know exactly where it came from. Aaron's got it too, you know? It's like this drive, this thing. I think everybody has it. And I think a lot of people just cover it up and don't really hug it out with this ambition. I think ambition is consistent in every human being. I know between the ages of 16 and 25, my ambitions got very destructive in my life and scattered and not focused on something productive. I was very disappointed with myself. My dad was very much success-driven person, not because he wanted to show off stuff, but because because he wanted to take care of his family. It was more of a responsibility and a duty than it was bragging rights or trophies. And I think the trophies are, hey, yeah, I want them and I like nice stuff too. But like if all the stuff wasn't there, I think I would still be driven to gather success. And it's not for my kids, by the way. I just want everybody to know, I'm not doing this for my wife and my kids. I'm doing it for me. It's something I have to do for me. The psychiatrist probably is going to say that something's broken in me. And when I listen to the psychiatrist, I'm like, I'm clear that something broken in them because why would anybody charge 200 bucks to listen to my problems that's stupid it only means they don't think enough of themselves because they should charge me two grand an hour not 200. i just think that when i look in the mirror i look at myself and say when i see what aaron's done when i see what his dad's done and other business people like them i'm like if they can do that why am i not doing it and why am i not helping them do something bigger i don't have to go do this on my own by the way I wouldn't be who I am today without Aaron and the organization. They gave me a place to sharpen my sword and practice my skills. And even back then when I was, Aaron, you remember I was doing events where there was 80 people in the room. I didn't know one day I would do an event with 34,000 people in, in Marlin Stadium. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot in our organization is I think there's two problems in the world. People don't think big enough and they're not aggressive enough. And yeah. obviously, Grant, that's something that you always think big. And you're always aggressive. And I think we share those characteristics and that's how we built the, our organization's up and from speaking yeah. to 80 people to 35,000. Yeah. And I believe that everybody has this for anybody listening right now. You're like, I just don't have that. I assure you, you have it. If the payday was big enough, if the score was big enough, if I told you right now, you could win a hundred million dollars, a Gulfstream 650, a couple of helicopters, a vacation the rest of your life and never pay, you'd walk on glass to get that for you and your family. 
But I think most people, they go to work every day and they're like, oh, I'm gonna sell a car today and make a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. The payoff isn't big enough. So if you can somehow imagine a big giant payoff, whatever that is for a person, maybe it doesn't include the jet and the helicopters and all that stuff. Maybe it doesn't include the vacations. Maybe it's like, you're gonna change the world and you're gonna make sure everybody in South Africa has good, clean water, whatever. Whatever your motivation is, you just gotta find that thing that's so important to you. Could be, you just wanna be a great example to your kids and you wanna leave a great memory for mom and dad, whatever. I don't, you got to find that thing though. So when you talk about finding that thing, a great quote from you is all the excuses in the world won't change one simple fact that fear is a sign to do whatever it is you fear and do it quickly. You share this in common with Aaron Ziegler. I'm scared most of the time you say, however, I refuse to feed my fear with time and allow it to get stronger. I can't believe Grant Cardone ever feels fear. T tell us about how fear is a motivator for you. And what's a recent time you felt that in this past year? Oh my God, man. I feel it all the time. Like I didn't feel it doing this today just cause you know, I've been around Aaron so much and I feel so comfortable around him and we're such like-minded people. I get to be myself with him because I know that he's not going to criticize or judge me for being an accelerator. He's not going to judge me for wanting more. But when I go into new environment, I had dinner with the governor of Florida last Friday. You know, I'm awkward, man. I'm awkward walking in. I don't know what to say. I don't know if I fit. They're political people. And I'm like, I'm wondering, do I fit in? So every I'm always feeling awkward. I do an interview with Kevin Hart on my stage. I'm like, it's Kevin Hart. Great interview, by the way. I've seen it oh, all over you. social media. An incredible thank event. You. But you know, like I'm in environment. I hope that every day I'm in an environment where I'm scared. If I'm not scared, if I'm not a little uncomfortable, it means I'm around too much of what is similar and familiar to me. And the familiar and the similar is not going to get me a new game. And for me, every time I walk into a new environment, I feel awkward. I'm not good at breaking the ice with people. I tend to overload my mouth. Aaron's heard me say dumb stuff in front of people. You know, it's interesting, Sam. We talk a lot in our organization about you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets you ahead. And when you talk about fear, fear is what holds a lot of people back. And you got to just jump over those roadblocks, whatever they are. And I always focus on what could go right, not what could go wrong. And it's interesting because when I was a kid growing up and I saw somebody successful, I wanted to meet them. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to emulate them. And in our society, today, it's almost like they're chastising successful people. They talk about billionaires like they must all be crooks. The reality is they don't see what they had to do and go through to get there. A lot of these billionaires have changed the world. The reality is too that most billionaires end up donating all their money back to society to do good things. So I always want to surround myself with people that were successful. And if I saw people that were successful, a guy like Grant, I wanted to get to know Grant. You know, when I was 18 years old, I was the only one that walked up at the front of the classroom and said, man, I want to learn from you. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's build a relationship. I got a cell number. You know, we started talking. That's what it takes to get ahead is learning from people that have been very successful and being interested in learning from them is not being jealous of them and saying they got lucky and stuff like that. Nobody gets lucky being successful. You do it through hard work. You do it through taking chances. You do it through vision and you do it with a whole group of people because you can't do it alone either. And Aaron, let me just add to that because it's a great point. Anytime you're around those people, like if you're playing at this level and you meet somebody that's playing at that level, everything that you talk about and think about immediately changes because you're not going to bring, imagine things you tell your wife, your husband, whoever it might be, or your mom or dad, the little complaining, oh my God, it's not going good. Or I lost this money. I lost this deal. You would never ever have those conversations with Elon or Bill or Warren or anybody at the upper levels, the guy that owns or runs AutoNation. You're not going to share, oh my God, I got COVID and I was down for a week. You're never, ever going to talk about that stuff 
yourself around a billionaire because you know they're going to be like, hey, get out of here. I don't need that. I don't have time for it. And so one thing that I would suggest to everybody is this year in 2022, if you haven't made your goals out already, like one thing that should be on your bucket list is get access to someone that will not put up with your bullshit and someone that will not listen to your old stories in such a manner that you know that you would never bring them up. And if you don't bring the old stories up, guess what? You're going to have to create some new stories and or you're going to have to start asking some questions like, how did you make it? What did you do? What recommendations do you have for me? How can I get to where you got? Like those people will, if you can get their ear, they are interested in helping other people. And it's been along the way that I've looked, like Aaron talked about, I've looked for people that I could actually say, the most successful person in your town, go to them and say, hey, how did you get to where you got? And they'll talk to you. I guarantee they'll buy dinner because you can't, they can, and they'll give you uh, secrets to their life. You just got to go meet them. That is great advice for everybody in the Ziggler Auto Group, especially as we are approaching this brand new year, 2022. Grant, you also talk about, when you talk about surrounding yourself with the right people, taking massive action, you also talk about if you're not creating problems, you're not taking enough action towards your goals. Taking action is a big part of crushing it in 22. Talk to us a little bit about how the heck does creating problems correlate with going after your goals, getting after it? Which book are you reading from right now? Is it the 10X rule? <laughs> I'm all over, man. I got your best stuff. 10X everywhere. Bro, you got, man, this guy does some good research, man. <laughs> How much action is enough action? When you take enough action, this is straight out of the 10X rule. It's by the way, it's actions. It's not action. When you take enough actions, you will immediately, you'll know, hey man, is this enough? You'll know when you have new problems. If you don't have new problems, if the actions that you take only get you similar problems, you have not taken enough actions. The moment you start taking enough action, you will have new problems. And new problems would be, I no longer have appointments that don't show. I have too many appointments. I can't even get to my appointments. It's a different set of problems. I see everybody trying to get rid of their problems. I'm trying to increase my problem. If you're a manager and you got too many loafing salespeople, ask for 10 times that many loafers. Don't try to get fewer quality people. Try to increase the quantity of lazy loafers that you're complaining about. Trust me, Amazon's got 1.6 million employees and 1.4 million of them don't work, but Amazon still works. So I would tell you just like increase the scale on the quantity of your problem. If you think you have too much debt, don't try to get rid of your debt, try to increase the debt. And that's a controversial approach that you have, right? You take a lot of flack for taking on debt to the extent you do to create cash flow, but it's worked for you in this phase post-auto training, right? The people that say that, they don't say it to my face. <laughs> I got a bunch of people surfing me on the internet yeah. trying to clickbait Grant Cardone's name. Grant Cardone takes on too much debt. When 2008 hit, I had $50 million worth of debt. And the bank called and said, you need to pay this debt off today. And I said, why are you calling me? Shit, I always pay you. And they're like, we're calling you because you can pay. And I'm like, excuse me? And they're like, we're not calling people that can't pay. Yeah, We're calling people that have money. Yeah. I hung up yeah. the phone, went to my wife, and I said, this will never happen to me again. She's like, what's that? I said, the next time a 2008 comes, I'm going to have 10 times the debt. Okay. I'm not going to have any cash sitting around, no deposits, no checking accounts, because next time I'm going to have so much debt next time 
that they're going to call and say, what can we do to help you, Mr. Cardone, yeah. not pay up now? And so today we have, I have, I don't know, I'm sitting on about probably $2.1 billion worth of debt. It's all good debt, by the way. And the banks now want to facilitate and help me and make sure I stay healthy and make the right decisions. They're partners. They're not adversaries. That's awesome. So it's interesting. You started in the auto world, as you discussed with Aaron here, and you've transitioned into real estate and focusing on cash flow. What pulled you in that direction, Grant? What took you in the direction you have? You're a car dealer, man. I can't the afford money. Leadership. So, you know, because Aaron's got a lock on the game. So I'm like, I don't want to compete with Aaron. I got to go find some place where people don't know what Aaron knows. I love it. That's a good answer. All right. So everybody across the Ziegler Auto Group spends their morning with Mr. Grant Cardone. Still, to this day, your videos are required. Staple of training. Aaron, what do you want to share as far as what we require? And then how do you, Grant, continue to invest in yourself, Aaron? You know, the great thing about Grant is he continuously is reinventing himself. And what started out as seminars, with 80 people in a conference room, became DVDs. And then he's got this awesome platform now. And from our standpoint, what a great way to train everybody that's customer facing every single day. I've got my kid who's in college. He's 19. When he was 16, he started watching these videos. He's learning from Grant. And originally we started out with 10 videos a week. And Grant asked me one day, why aren't you doing 15 a week? I said, I don't know. So we changed it to 15. And now the overachievers are doing 40, 50, 60 videos a day. We've got a lot of people that have watched every video and there's thousands of them two or three times out there. And I remember when we first started doing this, guys that are selling 20 some cars a month are like, well, I don't need to do that, do I? Heck yeah, because I want to make our best better. And now all of a sudden, our, our top guys selling 80 cars a month. We got a lot of guys selling 30, 40 cars a month. And it's legit every single month they're doing that. So you've got to continuously be learning to live. And you're either living and growing or you're dying. No in between. It's one of the two things. So it's been a great program. We've been very, very consistent on it. You know, when COVID hit, what does Grant do? He goes out and redoes all his videos. They won't let them travel. So let's let's update all the videos and make them even better, which was, there's a lot of value in that for us. And that's why we want to be certainly associated with Grant and his company. You know, just when you say that, Aaron, I'm so proud that I continue to grow because I know some of my predecessors, my peers now, people that I used to learn from, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. I met, I saw Tom in Las Vegas, uh, Brian Tracy. Like these are the guys I studied. Jackie, I never got to spend any time with Jackie. Tom Stuker, these are guys that I learned the game from. And I learned two things from them, what to do and what not to do. And I'm like, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't change. I don't want to be the guy that's doing the same thing when he's 63 that he was doing when he was 33. Any of you that have been watching me long enough, you have seen this transition of myself as a growing business person and as a contributor and as a guy that continues to like become something else. So I know some of the first videos that I did, the rules of success. You can watch those videos and see that every single thing I said when I was 35 years old, I've achieved today times 10. And I'm really proud of that, putting that, making yourself public to hundreds of thousands, millions of people, and then saying, okay, it's not enough for me to teach people. I want to actually do what I'm telling people to do. Any of you that saw Undercover Billionaire, I don't know if you saw it, Aaron. I watched it. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing or did you get lost after the second one? Yeah. Because they had a little shutdown after uh, when COVID hit, but I thought the most genius thing is how you found a place to live in the RV was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I took that gig on because Discovery Channel came to me and said, it was in January 2020, and they said, hey, could you take, they called me on the phone, we ran into you, you're our first choice, would you do this show? I said, what's the show? They said, take $100, turn it into a million dollar business in 90 days in a city that you've never been to. 
and you can't use your name and you can't use your credit card. And you can't call your friends. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, excuse me. I said, yeah, I can do that. I said, why well, I got to do it over 90 days, man, 45 days. I can do that in 45 days. And they're like, whoa, wow. You're pretty confident. I said, where are you guys today? We're in LA. I said, I'm in LA. I was not in LA, by the way, but I was in my mind. You see? Okay. So I'm like, I tell you what, guys, can you guys meet me tomorrow? Because I'm just up the street from you guys. And they're like, yeah, we'll meet you tomorrow. Are you really in LA? I said, I'm basically just, I'm selling an appointment right now, right? And I said, yeah, I'll come to the office, meet you guys, and I'll tell you why I can do this and my ideas about the show. Yeah, sure, we'll get the president. We'll call you back, and the president of the company wants to meet you too, blah, blah, blah. So I get on my plane, fly to LA, okay? I walk in, I meet with Nancy Daniels, Nancy underscore Daniels at discoverychannel.com. That's her email if you want to email her, okay? Because we hate each other now. And so, so I tell Nancy, I walk in a room with a bag. Have you heard this story, Aaron? I've not. So I walk into the uh, meeting with a bag. I'm by myself. There's like 12 people at this big giant conference room at Discovery Channel. I sit down across from them. I'm like, okay, tell me what the challenge is again. You got to go to a town. We're not going to tell you where. We already had three towns picked out. We'll decide right at the end where to drop you off. You cannot use your name. We give you $100 and you got to turn it into a million bucks. I said, how about we do this? I turn it into 10 million, not 1 million. I'm doing that because I got to sell my brand into the show. Okay. So I'm like, I'll do 10 million, not 1 million. I don't need the full 90 days and you can keep your hundred. And on top of that, I took this bag off the floor, put it on the table and I said, and I opened it up and I said, if I don't hit the target, I give you the million dollars. A million dollars in cash was sitting in the bag. And Nancy Daniels is like, are you for real? Are you playing with me? I'm like, no, I'm not playing with you. I'm definitely for real. The money's for real and I'm ready to go. And she's like, you're gonna be great TV. Let's do it. And the point of that story is when you guys get a call, when somebody's interested, close the distance between you and your target. Quit waiting for them to call you back. This came straight from my days of selling cars. Go close that deal, okay? Don't wait for the deal to close. Go close it yourself. So I closed that deal. They dropped me off in Pueblo, Colorado, 16 degrees. I had $100, which I never used, by the way. And I turned that into a $5.5 million business during COVID with 40 million people unemployed. And I did that to prove to people, you don't need money. You don't need fame. You don't need social media but you do need a strategy. You know, that's a great story, Grant. A very similar story. The first time I ever went to buy a dealership, I called up a guy I'd heard maybe wanted to sell. And there are two partners. One wanted to sell, one didn't. So everybody called the guy that wanted to sell. I called the guy that didn't want to sell. And he was kind of a jerk on the phone. And I finally said, he wouldn't take a meeting. I said, hey, I'm going to actually be in, in your town next week or tomorrow. And I said, might if I just stop by and just say hi? And he goes, hey, I guess that's okay. I said, I'll be there at 9 a.m. And I walk in, he goes, you got 10 minutes. We spent two and a half hours and two and a half hours later, I walked out of there with the dealership, had it bought. And it was the first deal what, I did. What, and that's what, what propelled that? every deal after that. What has that made you? It's been an astronomical return. It's been a great, great, great return because that propelled other dealerships. So that was a Chrysler Dodge Deep dealership. I ended up moving it town to the next town over in Granville. We hit a home run there. Chrysler was extremely happy and they took us to Chicago, which was next level in terms of size and did a Chrysler deal there. And you know, now we have 19 locations in Chicago and 30 locations overall. So that was the one deal that kind of got me going moving forward. And I always say, man, it's one deal. I'm looking for one deal that can change my life. And I'm looking for that one deal every day. Something that can give me some added belief in myself that I can do something I don't believe I can do. And the fact that Aaron's got that, he's got an always. And when you have always, if you don't have always, you end up with nevers. And what he decided to do was close the distance between him and what sounded like to everybody else, a non-target, but it was his target. And the last thing I'd say about that, Aaron, is that you decided you were 
were going to make that deal. He didn't have to. You don't need two people to agree. Aaron decided he was going to make that deal work. That's awesome. Exactly. Grant Cardone, we are so grateful for your time and making yourself available to us here on the podcast. Aaron Ziegler, appreciate you as well. Any final comments? Aaron, Joe Rogan is shaking in his boots this morning. (laughs) Grant, I just want to thank you on behalf of the entire organization. We've learned a lot from you and you've made a big, profound, positive impact on us. And I know that we wouldn't be where we're at today without your help and guidance. And I know the last 30 years has been a great run and I can't wait to be with you here moving forward and see where we go together in the future. But thanks so much on behalf of our organization for everything you're doing out there. Tell your dad, hello, brother. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the family, man. Everybody, Aaron Ziegler, love you guys. Well, do. Love you too. Thanks for your time today, Grant.